0: Hey, hey, Achievers, you are listening to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. This is Tariqa Wheeler, your career and mindset strategist, and I'm so glad that you joined me today for an episode where we're going to dig into the space of burnout. I want you to know that you do not have to burn yourself out in order to advance in your career. You know, with the ever-evolving technology, aesthetics. Being able to connect pretty much anywhere we are, it's kind of hard to disconnect and it can seem almost impossible from working from home or, you know, even if you're in the office, it seems as if you can't disconnect from work, but you have to. You have to set healthy boundaries and you have to put yourself in a position to where you do not experience burnout. Burnout is real and it can really 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 have significant impacts on your mental health your physical health and honestly even impact your finances so grab your notebook and let's get ready to dig in today no more sacrificing your personal life no more sacrificing your health your mental well-being your overall well-being for your career you can kick butt in the office, kick butt in your career, and still achieve the work-life harmony that you need in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. All we got to do is start setting some boundaries. You guys ready? You ready for today? Let's do it. All right, Achievers, let's jump in. You know, I am really, really, really big on preventing burnout. Why? Because I've been there. I've been in a position where I let myself get so consumed with work, so consumed with performing well and showing up in the workplace that I forgot about me. I forgot about my family. I forgot about my health and my and my well being, my mental well being, my family's well being. I forgot that that really needed to be the priority, not just being so career driven. And so there's a difference between being career driven and being vision driven. I'm all about it. Let me tell you something. I'm all about being hard hard work, and I'm all about being driven. But it's what's driving you is what's important. I'm all about being ambitious please know, like as a high achieving uh, professional, as a high performer, I'm all about being ambitious. But again, we've got to be driven by and being ambitious for the right things, right? But again, all about your goals. I'm all about achieving goals. I'm all about getting closer and closer to the vision, right? I'm all about those things. And And I know you are too. And that's great. But there comes a time where we have to be extremely clear of the cost that it is, how expensive it is when we are going all in and all out in one area of life and not having kind of an integrated and harmonious approach to work life harmony. Okay. So again, I, I'm like I said, I'm all about it. I'm all about our goals. I'm all about, you know, chasing after our dreams. I'm all about, you know, seeing the vision and going after it, and I'm about grinding at work. I'm I'm all about that. But not at all cost. Not at all cost. Your mental and your physical health, your family, your happiness are expensive. As a matter of fact, they're not even expensive. They're they're invaluable. They're like national treasures to be honest with you. Right? They cannot be bought. They cannot be bought. So why do we always risk them? Why do we always have them out there for sale as if they can be bought by what we're trying to achieve in a, along our professional journey or what we're trying to achieve in our career? We got to stop it. We got to stop it, achievers. So let's, let's talk about what burnout actually is because I think we hear that term and I want to be sure that we put some definition to it, especially if you might be experiencing it as, again... You're, you're working hard and I think you feel like you're doing the right thing, but I'm here to tell you, sometimes we do it at all cost, and that's where we got to draw the line. That's where we have to draw the line. So let's talk about what burnout is. Burnout is the, the type of job stress that can be accompanied by feelings of exhaustion, anxiety, um, loss of identity, honestly, less, you know, not being able to accomplish as much, um, You could sometimes see increased uh, illness, stunted career advancement, loss of income. Like those are some of the consequences that you could see, that you could potentially see with burnout, okay? Here's some symptoms of burnout, Uh, just in case you're like, okay, I don't know about that, maybe. Well, here's some symptoms. You might be feeling uh, physical fatigue, emotional exhaustion, difficulty with really concentrating because you've got so many things floating around in your mind of, of what you need to get done and what you need to tackle, your performance begins to slightly kind of decrease. And that one is a hard one for us to swallow as high achievers and high performers when where we are kicking butt every single day, but it doesn't quite feel like it's enough. And the level, the bar that we set for ourselves and the level of performance that we have as an expectation for ourselves starts to drop a bit. And that's a hard one for us, but we can't get out of that cycle because really where you are is you're in this position of burnout. And burnout most times, honestly, comes from the lack of setting Boundaries, boundaries for ourselves and boundaries for others. And when we're able to set boundaries for ourselves and boundaries for others within our own space, because let me tell you something, you're in control. You're in control of your physical health, your mental well being, and your space, right? Your personal space, your professional space. You are in control, despite what people may tell you and despite how you may feel. I'm here to tell you that you're running the show and you are in control, but you have to be strategic and you have to be very mindful about how you place boundaries, right how you actually set boundaries. work life harmony is not a fairy tale. work life harmony is achievable. You can live in a, in a in a way that your work and life are harmoniously integrated together, right? they're they're not competing against each other. They are able to coexist. That is possible. That is possible. But we've got to set boundaries. And we have to work at it, like consistently, we have to consistently work at it so that we can maintain healthy boundaries, right? So they're sustainable, healthy boundaries. So I want to dig into a little bit on the how. Because I hear you, you know, I hear you saying, okay, Tarika, this is great and all, but, you know, I've got a lot going on at work. I have a lot of tasks going on. I have a lot of deliverables. You know, I manage major projects or, you know, my company is really busy right now. And, you know, there's a lot on my plate. I hear you, I understand. But what happens when you're not there? What happens when you are burnt out and it's impacted your physical and or your mental health, and you're not able to show up, do you think that your team is not going to be able to survive without you? Do you think that the company is going to close down today? They are going to shut it down. Tarika is out for the count. She is struggling with her mental well-being. She's struggling with her mental health. She really needs to step away. We got to shut the doors. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Your, Your mental and physical health and or the deterioration of it will be slightly acknowledged and people will move on and we have to get that in our heads sometimes we feel like we are just so important we just the world cannot live without us my company my team you know cannot live without me I'm telling you right now if you had to step away and you were gone It is going to be okay. They will figure it out. And I'm not talking about lack of job security because you should be able to step away and have the right structures and systems in place so that you can have time away, but things continue to move forward and you are still seen as a valuable contributor and member of that team and or organization. So let me be clear. And I know what it feels like to have that fear that you cannot walk away. Guys, I used to not be able to disconnect from my phone at all. I was constantly checking emails, work emails, you know, weekends, replying to emails over the weekend. I used to check my emails on vacation, um, whether if it be, it didn't matter where I was, I can think of cheer competitions. I can think of, uh, gosh, I can even think of like being away for um, my 10 year anniversary, wedding anniversary. And uh, we were in Cabo, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I was checking work emails unacceptable. And I take a look back at that and I'm like, wow, Tariqa, you really sacrificed things that were invaluable memories and time with your family for what? For what? And so I think it's really, I want to be really clear with you because I think it it can be difficult for those of us who are high achieving professionals. We are high performers and we feel like it is, it's not feasible to disconnect. And I'm telling you that it is. And I'm telling you that you need to, so that you can prevent burnout. And it's all about setting boundaries. It honestly, it's all about setting boundaries. So let's dig into that a little bit. Um, There's a couple of areas. So I want you to, if you don't have your notebook already, go grab it real quick, guys. Just real quick, go get it because this is going to be good. Or grab a Post-it. You might need Post-it notes for this one because this may be something you need to post on your screen. (laughs) You need to post on your laptop. Um, So I want you to go grab those things because... You really have got to understand that your mental and physical and emotional well-being is priority number one. You've got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And that's at work or at home. Okay? So we're going to take a really, really quick break and then come back and we're going to dig into how to set boundaries so that you can avoid burnout. Okay? We'll be right back. Alrighty, Achievers, let's jump on in. Um, I hope that, you know, as you when grab that notebook, got those post-it notes, you're really thinking about the burnout. And hopefully, you know, these steps that we're getting ready to go through, the strategies actually that we're going to talk about will be helpful for you so that we can reduce and ultimately eliminate burnout for you in your career because it's possible it's possible, it's feasible, but we've got to set what? Boundaries. We've got to get some boundaries in place. So let's start. First thing that I want you to do is I actually want you to assess your personal boundaries, okay? Assess your personal boundaries. Your personal boundaries will honestly stem from your core values and your priorities. That's where that's where your personal boundaries are going to come from because you know what things you are you tolerate. You know what things are acceptable versus unacceptable to you. You know what things matter to you, what matters to you to the core. And that's really where your boundaries are going to stem from. You know, aside from work, you have home, you have life, you have your relationships, you have kind of your personal space, all of these different areas. And within each one of those areas, there are core values and things that are non-negotiables for you because they are at the core of your own personal mission. And so when you're thinking about creating values, it's what are those, when you're thinking about your values and creating your boundaries, what are those things that are non-negotiables? here's the thing I know that you have said there's things in your life that are non-negotiable however you've put them on the table to be negotiated and that stops now your personal life matters right and your work that's why I don't really like work-life balance I don't like making people think that they have to balance work and life and that it's a 50-50 split because it's not It's absolutely not. There are times where it might be 60, 40, 70, 30, whatever it may be. It depends on where you are within your personal and professional journey. But that's why those areas have to be able to coexist and be integrated together. So when you're doing this assessment for your personal boundaries, I want you to go back and think about where those times where I actually negotiated the non-negotiable, right? Let me give you a, a really personal example. I um, have been in a position before where I negotiated a non-negotiable. My wellness, my mental and physical well-being is a non-negotiable, at least it should be. And I can think of plenty of times where I knew I was burned out. I knew that I was physically and emotionally exhausted, but yet I kept pushing through trying to prove myself to others and all that got me was depression all that got me was you know being super tired and you know forcing myself to kind of push through I wasn't performing at the level that I wanted to and so I was beating myself up and I started to have all this shame and guilt all because I was willing to put my career ambitions in front of my mental and physical well-being. And so again, I go back to telling you, like, I am all for, you know, going for the goals, going for the promotion, going for the new job, advancing in your career, getting the raise. Please understand that I am all about it, all about it. However, I'm not about it at all cost. And many of us, I know, many of you have learned that lesson the hard way, and it's time to cut it out. It's time to cut it out. and i'm and I'm here to tell you that, believe it or not, it's not your company. It's not your su- supervisor. It's not your boss. It's you. And I know that might be very unpopular. so before you turn this off, <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you this, and this might hurt a little bit, but it's not always them. It's not always what they will and will and what they won't do. A lot of times, and this is tough to swallow, we have to look ourselves in the we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and it's us it's you. it's you you are in control of how you protect your personal your your mental, your emotional your physical well-being. you are in control of that. So when you're doing this assessment and you're assessing your personal boundaries, let's be clear who has the ability to set enforce, maintain and sustain those boundaries. And that's you. That's you. Okay. And in in an event where you feel like your boundaries are not being respected, your boundaries that you put in place are not being honored, then we have to do a different assessment because is that the right environment for you? But you can't Start saying this is not the right environment for me. This environment is toxic. I don't, I, I don't understand why they're always calling me and emailing me all times a day and all times a night. Well, what boundaries have you put in place? Okay, which goes to number two. I know this is a rough road today, achievers. <laughs> this is a rough road today, but we gotta do it. We gotta do it because if you're listening to this episode in order. Or if you're still kind of in 2021, depending on where you're at and you're listening to this episode, 2022 is going to be the year of opportunity, the year of limitless opportunity. But you have got to have boundaries in place so that as you pursue opportunity, as you pursue greatness, as you pursue advancement, that you are not putting yourself in a position of burnout, right? You have to be able to let those run parallel with each other and you are got to be in control of both. But it starts with being very clear about assessing the personal boundaries, okay? The next thing is about communication. You know, I know we like to think people can read our minds or people can read our, you know, our body language and our faces. But let me tell you something. (laughs) And I know, you know, people who know me, they know. I will, you can walk around and mope and pout and I might not give you one blink of the eye because that is your choice on how you choose To demonstrate your emotions and your feelings. And so it's not that I'm not empathetic. It's not that I'm not compassionate, but I'm going to let you do you until you are willing to have a conversation and or communicate. And I do that both personally and professionally, wrong, right, or indifferent, right? We cannot assume that people want us to engage with them, vice versa on that. I, I also have to be like really clear around communicating when I need someone to know how I'm feeling, what I need. So number two in how to set boundaries and avoid burnout is communication. Once you are set on your boundaries, on your, your, uh, boundaries to avoid burnout, and you've kind of done that assessment, right, of those personal boundaries, then you've got to communicate them. And I think this is probably one of the hardest things to do because we feel like we can't tell people what we expect or don't expect, that we can't speak up and say what our boundaries are. And I'm here to tell you that you absolutely have to, but it's the way you do it. It's the way you do it. I saw this hilarious meme and it said, um, you call it attitude, I call it boundaries. It's not attitude right? Now, I'm not saying that you just start popping off and snapping at people and telling them what you will and will not do. But I do expect for you to be able to clearly communicate and articulate your personal boundaries, okay? You have to communicate them. This could be as simple as letting your family know that this is my work day, Like, you know, my, 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 time for the office guys really starts about 8 30 and mom or dad or you know you know hubby wife whatever it may be partner whatever it may be I'm not really available I mean unless there's an emergency of course but I'm not really available until six o'clock right you're communicating that availability or you might be needing to say to your team like letting your team know I don't reply to emails after 7 p.m. if you need to get something to me for review please make sure that you give it to me and give me at least 48 hours to review, right? That's communicating your boundaries, because if not, people will submit things to you whenever they want to. People will communicate with you in their time frame, because they have their own boundaries and lines, or perhaps they don't. But if you don't set up yours, which are the ones that you are in control of, then you're leaving it wide open to position yourself into a place of burnout. So I'll tell you what would happen with me is like I would hear my email go off, and it could be seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, and I'd respond. And what I was doing was I was communicating through my actions and my behaviors that I was willing to engage and work in those times, right? In that that time of the evening. No one made me. It was not a requirement per se, but I chose to um, continue to respond, which set a precedent. It clearly set a precedent, right? I can even think of times where I would be in the office until I'd maybe start my day between 8.30 and 9. I would not leave the office until 9 and 10 o'clock at night. And it was not, no one told me I had to. I made that choice. But in doing so, I set an expectation. I set a precedent that, oh, okay, well, Trinka's going to be around. Trinka's going to be here. She's going to stay. She's going to wait. And I found myself being exhausted, both physically exhausted and mentally exhausted but guess what it's because i did not set boundaries others had boundaries and guess what they weren't staying they were leaving at 6 they were leaving at 7 right they were leaving at 5 5:30 on the dot they they had their boundary and it was set i chose not to and then i had to reap the consequences of that versus reaping the benefits of setting boundaries you guys rocking with me i hope this is helpful for you i hope that this is um, I know it stings a little bit, but it's real. It's real. And you may be saying, well, Trika, you know, if I'm the first one leaving, what, how am I going to be in a position to advance? What do you mean? Your work performance and your work ethic and the value that you demonstrate in the time in which you are in the office or quote unquote on the clock, you know, you guys are remote. That is going to suffice, right? How you maximize the time that you are working will suffice. Now, let me give you this this cute little caveat before we go to number three. I do believe, though, there are seasons in your professional journey. And I teach this to my clients that there are seasons. And I refer to it, and I've talked about it even on, on Professional DNA. I've talked about it as drip. And there are times in your professional journey where you are going to be in a different mode right? You're going to be at a different level in a different season in a different mode. So when I talk about DRIP, D stands for drive, right? That means you are in full gear, full drive going all in. There might be a couple of late nights because you are tackling a specific area within your professional journey and within your career that requires you to be in drive mode. And that's okay. You can't be in that 365 though. You can't be in that all year. You've got to plan that out in which when within the year that you're going to be in that mode R in drip is when is it time for you to kind of sit back and reflect? You need to sit back and you're reflecting, you're assessing, you're taking a look at your performance, you're looking at how things have been going. Um, It's also a time for you to reflect and relax. You're taking time to really just disconnect a bit from this drive and this advancement space and you're taking care of self so that when you come back and you're ready to enter in a drive again, you are recharged and ready to go. I stands for invest. There are moments and times within your journey that you've got to invest in yourself. And that might mean taking a course. That might mean jumping into a training or certification. That might mean um, taking a little bit more time to learn a skill or to reskill so that you can improve your ability to execute on something. And then there's P, which is pressure. And pressure, different from drive, is really when there's an area that you've got to press down. And that might be the time where you have a couple of times a year where you are going all in a thousand cylinders because you've got to apply pressure to an area that really needs attention, right? It's almost like that gushing wound that you've been neglecting and that you've got to treat it and you've got to apply pressure so that you can stop the bleeding. And sometimes we have those moments in life that they occur right, where we have to apply a little bit of pressure. And that's regardless if it's in our personal or professional life. But when we utilize that acronym DRIP, that that kind of framework of DRIP, and we apply that across the year, we can be extremely strategic about our energy. But you've got to be able to be aware, right? You've got to be aware. And then depending on what mode you're in, you've got to communicate that mode so that you're colleagues, your team, your family know where you're at, right? I'm not saying you have to give them all the details, especially for those who you are communicating at work, but they need to know the space in which you're in, okay? All right, let's go to number three. Number three is about consistency, and consistency is key in just about any and everything that we do. You cannot be wishy-washy about your boundaries at all, because guess what? When you are, so are others, when you are not consistent, people will not consistently respect your boundaries. So you have to be consistent with your expectations. You have to be consistent with the boundaries that you set forth. Okay. That is clear cut and specific. If you do, let's say you put a boundary in place and you are great about doing it for say like three weeks and then come week four, you get lax. Come week five, you're a little bit more lax. Come week six, it's gone. And then you want to up and come back you know, 10 weeks later and try to jump that boundary in and you're upset because someone is not respecting the boundary. Well, they're not respecting the boundary because you were inconsistent. And they clearly didn't understand and realize that that was a boundary that they needed to continue to respect. Does that make sense? I hope that making sense to you. All right, let's go to the next one. The next one is I want you to learn how to delegate work when appropriate. This is so key. And this is not just if you're a leader, just if you're a manager, just if you're a director. This is key because you cannot do it all. You cannot. One of the things that we see, especially with um, with burnout, is that individuals are trying to do it all. And we're not built that way. You cannot do it all. You can do amazing, great things, but when you try to do them all, That's when you have issues and challenges. So I want you to um, think about this matrix. There's a matrix that I learned about. I'm going to share it with you. Um, Have you heard of the Eisenhower? Eisenhower, Goodness gracious, Eisenhower matrix. It is a really good matrix to help you learn how to triage your task, how to organize your task. And it puts it kind of into these buckets. So it's four of them. All right. So number one is that it's the things to do. What are the things that are urgent things to do? What are things that you need to make a decision, right? Things to decide. What are things to delegate? And what are things to delete or eliminate? And you kind of take the things that are on your list, right? You know, I love a good list, but lists can honestly, you know, get caught up sometimes if you're not, if the list starts managing you and you're not managing the list. So this is a great way to do this when you're think, looking at where you can delegate work when appropriate, you've got to take those tasks and you've got to prioritize the tasks based on the urgency and importance. The urgent tasks, like let's go, let's get it done now. And that might be something that you've got to take on yourself. But the others can go into those various buckets. Is there a decision to be made? Right? Is this something that you can delegate and direct work to others? Is this something that you need to delete off the list or eliminate it because it no longer serves you, serves your team, serves your company, right? There are so many things that just get left on the list, guys, because they're on the list. And we are never cognizant about when they need to come off the list because they're no longer needed or priority. So you've got to manage your task and your list and not let your task and your list manage you. Okay, delegate work when appropriate. And think about that Eisenhower matrix, because I think that could be incredibly helpful for you to kind of triage your tasks and assignments that come your way. All right, we have a few more, a few more. Um, The next one, and then we'll take a quick break, is that it's the N word. The N word, the big N-O. I need you to learn how to say no, guys. Stop being a yes person all the time. You do not have to say yes to everything, especially when it comes to um, saying yes to things that don't serve your purpose, serve your vision and serve you well. I used to be a yes person. Someone asked me, my um, automatic response was yes. Someone needed a meeting, yep, I can meet with you. Someone needed a, a, a task to be done that, They felt like, you know what, Trika, you were the best one, the right one to do it, whatever it is they shared with me. My response was, yes, I got it. What I was not filtering through anything, everything that came my way, I saw it as this is my chance to shine. This is my chance to grow. This is my chance to demonstrate value. And next thing you know, my plate is so big that I can't manage it within reasonable work hours, right? And so the burnout starts to set in because I've said yes to everything. I haven't said no to anything. You may say, well, Trika, how do I do that? You know, how do I say no? You don't always have to say no by saying no, (laughs) right? You don't always have to say no by using the word no. You might have to communicate that differently. So for example, let's say you're on a tight deadline for a task um, or an assignment that comes your way and there's other, someone comes and asks you to do something else just straight telling them no is probably not going to be the best way to communicate that. But what you could say is, you know, right now I'm working on a project that's got a pretty tight deadline. I won't be able to get to that until X date. If that works for you, I'm happy to take this on. Right? So you've clearly communicated that there's a tight deadline that you're working on right now. It's, it's not about multitasking. And this is where we we get caught up too. that we think, oh, then they're going to think I can't, I can't do more than one thing at once. Well, you can't do more than one thing at once that has has the same level of energy that needs to be dedicated to it and they're due at the same time. So I'm not saying to say no to things just because you can only be one focus. I mean, one focus minded, right? You can only do one thing, but you can't pile on so many things that you don't have enough time to get things done and to get things done at the level in which they should be completed. Right. So you've got to be really smart about what you accept. Sometimes you're not in a position to say no, because like that's your job, that's your assignment. But then you have to have a conversation with your manager or leadership and say, you know, right now I have X, Y and Z that's on my plate. I think um, the next assignment or project that comes along, it might better be served being assigned to someone else. I really want to be sure that I'm able to meet your expectation with what I have on my plate right now. Like have that conversation and leadership managers will respect that and appreciate that you can assess your capacity. That is a good, good sign of great leadership that you know how to assess capacity. But to just keep piling it on and keep piling it on and then perhaps not even performing at the level or meeting the expectation, that's detrimental to you. And early on, I said that, you know, burnout can actually impact your finances, impact your Um, Your salary, it absolutely can, because if you are not now in a position to where you're not demonstrating value because your performance is decreasing, you're going to start leaving money on the table because you're not going to be seen for the raise or for the promotion, because now you're not demonstrating the level of performance in which you know that you're capable of doing when you're at all cylinders and you're not burnt out that making sense, guys? Are you rocking with me on that? I know this is hard to swallow today, but we have to learn how to say no. We have to be responsible for our own time and our own energy and our own capacity, right? You are in control. You really are, but you have to know how to communicate and you have to know how to advocate and speak up for yourself and sometimes just say no. All right, we're gonna take another really quick break and we're gonna come back with the last two strategies for how you can set some boundaries so you can prevent burnout. We'll be right back. Okay, Achievers, we are in the home stretch on this one. You know, I know that burnout is real, it's real, and it can set in and take over. And I really want you to be able to advance, be able to, you know, continue to do great things, kick butt professionally, like, you are you are doing it, which I think is amazing, but I want you to be able to continue that. I just don't want you to be burnt out, right? I don't want you to be in a position to where you feel like you're having to sacrifice your mental health, your physical health, your emotional well-being, because you're trying to get to another level in your career. It doesn't have to be that way. Creating boundaries is absolutely necessary in order to achieve work-life harmony. And you can achieve work-life harmony. You know, I believe it. You can have it all. You can have it all. You can have the amazing career and the phenomenal life and bring those things together. It can happen you can still, I'm telling you, and I say kick butt because I know you're doing it. You can still kick butt in your career and advance while having clear boundaries in place to protect your mental health and overall happiness. Like this is about being happy and being fulfilled. We have one life and I want you to be happy and I want you to be fulfilled, not just in your career, but also in your personal life. But the only way we are able to do that is we have to set boundaries. We have to set boundaries and you have to remember that you are actually in control. You're in control. All right, let's talk about these last two. So this one is a big one because we leave money on the table. As high team professionals, high performers, we leave money on the table because we don't use our PTO. You don't use your time off. So number six is that I need you to use your time off. PTO stands for personal time off. It's personal. Like take it personal to yourself when you're not using your time. Take time when you need to. Letting vacation time build up and accrue does not give you some badge of honor, right? It absolutely does not. When you let it accrue and then expire, you're leaving money on the table. You've earned that time. So use it. You need to be able to step away. You need to be able to take time for yourself. I don't even care if you're just at home. You need to be able to take away and take time for yourself. Give yourself that reward for all the amazing work that you are doing. There is no award. I'm telling you, I i don't think I've seen, there's an a, there's no attendance awards at work that I can think of that are not driven by like attendance, like, you know, he or she just don't come to work. That's not what I'm talking about. We got a whole other problem if that's what we're doing. But I'm saying there's not an attendance award that you get at the end of the year or the end of the quarter for who has the most PTO that they haven't taken, right? Who hasn't taken time off? I'm telling you, it does not exist. If it does, please send me a note. I need to know because I want to talk to that company pronto and we clearly need to set up some time to do some trainings for uh, their corporate office and have a conversation around work-life harmony because nobody should be getting a reward (laughs) for who has the most PTO at the end of the year, okay? The other thing is, is that in taking that time off, it allows you to recharge, so I know that a lot of us have really demanding careers and demanding jobs, right? Like when we're present, we're present and we're going, we're going hard, all cylinders all the time. And and that's okay. But then you have to be very strategic about when do you fall back, right? When do you maybe know your schedule throughout the year? When are there times that are a little bit slower than others? And would you say, mm, yep, this makes sense. This is where I need to take some time off. Whether that's around the holidays or there may be other times of the year, I need you to be strategic about when to schedule your PTO, when to schedule your personal, right? You know how people say, don't take it personal? I want you to take this real personal. It's yours. You've earned it and you need to use it. There's no badge of honor for not using it. You need to use it and step away. That also helps you set boundaries because when you're away, you're away. Now, Let me just have like an honest moment, okay? When I'm away, when I do take PTO, I will communicate to my team, and this is my preference, but I communicate to my team that if something bad happens, if there is something that is just like, you know, client focused and we're gonna lose this client, like if there is something that is so substantial that it is going to rock and stop everything, then I need you to pick up the phone and call me right? But I communicate that with my team. And that is a boundary that I have set in place. So I have managers and team members who are responsible. And when I'm out, who become the point of contact when I'm out of the office. However, they know, they know. And I oftentimes will tell people like, I don't want to hear from anybody else, but I can hear from you. Because I know if you're reaching out to me, there's a fire literally blazing and it needs my attention. But again, that's a boundary that I control and that I've set up. So all of our boundaries are not gonna look the same. We will have different levers and triggers in which we want to be able to engage and communicate and set boundaries around our work and our life, And right? So that's, same thing with my kiddos. Like I could be in meetings throughout the day, but if it's an emergency, like they know, I, I, will, I will put everybody on the Zoom or the Teams call, on pause, close the camera, mute and what's going on because I want to be sure that family is okay, right? But again, they know like the level of severity in which when to interrupt mom. So that's something that we've got. Again, it goes back to what, what we we're talking about earlier as we communication. Everybody has to understand the expectation and the boundary, but you have got to take time off, right? You have got to. When you don't take time off, you're also communicating to your family and then to your loved ones that you're not willing to take the break and refresh and step away for them. And that's hard. And I've experienced that before to where, you know, my youngest son, who's now 18, um, when he was younger, you know, he kind of felt like mom wasn't accessible at times. And it was in those, you know, late elementary, elementary school years where I was grinding and just going all in, like, super super career driven versus vision driven and i was almost blinded by the perceived success and advancement that was happening in my career at the time and i lost some really valuable moments and i was always working always working and sometimes my kids even now you know they they kind of remind me um, especially as, you know, yes, I'm, you know, you guys know, I'm project manager and that's my day-to-day, but also as a career mindset strategist, you know, I have clients and I'm working with them on a, on career advancement and really leveling up and getting to the next level in their career. And my kids will remind me like, mom, like, shut your, shut your laptop. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right guys. All right. 10 minutes and then I'm done. Right. Cause sometimes I just get so wrapped up and I actually enjoy working. I truly do. Like, I don't see work a lot of time is like the daunting. Like I love what I do in my 9 to 5 and I definitely love podcasting. I love um working with clients and you know serving as a strategist to help them grow in their careers and achieve work life harmony, but sometimes I need that little tap as well, right? To take take that time off, step back, right? Be present in the moment when you're present for work, but like you need to take the time off and be sure that you are stepping away and recharging. And it's a helpful it's a help helpful, I will say reminder um, from my loved ones. But again, that's also a boundary that's been set because they know that they can kind of check mom, right? Like in those moments, in those times, like I open that door, like guys, if you're feeling like mom is, you know, putting up the walls and I'm like digging all in, because you know how very quickly I can get consumed in whatever project or that I'm working on, um, like do a little shoulder tap. And my kids are old enough now to where, you know, they they definitely do that. And I appreciate that. My husband does that. And I appreciate that because it keeps me grounded and remembering, right? Like work in this business is not everything. And you have to step away, Tarika. You have to take that break or you're going to find yourself in a position of burnout. So I'm telling you, take the time off. P-T-O, personal. Take it personal and take the time off. All right, last one. Disconnect and power down. This is the hardest thing to do. And and I will say that because I think sometimes we feel like if we disconnect and we power down, we're going to miss something, right? And it kind of goes hand in hand with PTO. But this is where you can disconnect and power down when you have set up structures and systems so that you can be away. I'm going to say that again because somebody needs to hear this. You can disconnect and power down when you set up structures and systems so you can be away. That means you have the right team members in place. You have the right standard operating procedures and processes in place. You have good workflows that are in place. If you're not in that manager or leader position, that's fine. If you're a support team member or, you know, just again, a part of a team and organization, what is it that you need to make sure is buttoned up before you step away so that there's no questions about your work and the things that you're doing when you do so? I will tell you if I'm away, for any more than like two or three days, I'm briefing someone like holistically on like where things are, especially if there's major projects and things that are happening with clients because I won't feel comfortable disconnecting and powering down if I don't give that level of briefing. So sometimes you have to remember that when you are ready to disconnect, which you gotta find times to disconnect and power down, make sure that you're leaving things in a good place. There's nothing worse than for an employee a team member, a leader to be away, and their stuff is not buttoned up, right? And then you're left to support and you know help in the gap when they're out and things are all over the place. Things people can't find, things things don't make sense. They you know led you to believe that something was at this status, but it's at another. So don't be that person. Like when you disconnect and power down, make sure that you're leaving your space in a good place. that rhymes leaving your space in a good place okay because there's nothing worse nothing worse and then you got to come back to that and then people will say yep tarika that's why i don't take off wrong 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 that's not the response yes you need to take off you just need to handle your business and make sure that everything is buttoned up and ready to go so that you can take off come back return get a briefing from whomever you need to and jump back in and do what you do does that make sense I don't want you to have this anxiety about stepping away. Like, if you have that anxiety about stepping away, let's think about and unpack that a little bit of why. What is giving you the anxiety of stepping away so we can fix those areas so that you can actually step away and have peace, that you can disconnect and power down and have peace. Your mind needs to rest and needs opportunity to step away and then come back and you can be stronger, as strong when you were before you left or even stronger when you return. But you've got to give yourself the ability to step away. Achievers, that's what I've got for you guys. Seven, seven strategies, things that you can do in order to help you set boundaries and avoid burnout. Let's close this thing out. We'll do a little recap and then um, you'll have a, a great week. I want you to work on, you know, reducing and eliminating burnout in your life. Not just in your career. We we've talking life, right? The whole life, because that is work and personal integrating and being, you know, coexisting together. All right, we'll be right back. All right, achievers, guys, this was a bumpy one, I know, but necessary because we have got to set boundaries and I want you to remember that you are in control of setting these boundaries so let's do a quick recap on how to set boundaries and avoid burnout first of all I want you to assess your personal boundaries right those personal boundaries are tied two and kind of stem from your core values and priorities let's get them set once you have them set number two is i want you to be able to communicate about them be able to articulate those boundaries to your loved ones to your coworkers, to your team members so that everyone is on the same page right everyone is on the same page communication is the key the second one is consistency you know, once you get those boundaries, let's be consistent. You might be a little heavier in one area or another, but let's be consistent about what those boundaries are. The more consistent your boundaries, the more people are going to actually respect them and follow them instead of overstepping, you know, stepping over your boundaries because you're not being consistent right so be consistent about your expectations number four is a big one and we talked about the Eisenhower matrix I want you to delegate work when appropriate and understand those four buckets right things to do things that you need to decide things you need to delegate and then things you need to just write out delete or eliminate from the list all right number five guys was a big one it's the n-word say no N-O. But how do you do that? You're not just always saying no by using the word no. You've got to be able to articulate your capacity. You have to be able to articulate your abilities to shift energy and move things around with leadership, with team members, and do so effectively so that you actually can say no and not say yes to everything. Stop being the yes person and actually really self-advocate for yourself and be able to speak up when you're not able to take on new things, okay? Okay. Number six with use your time off. It's personal. I take it personally. You need to take it personally. Use your PTO, your personal time off. Take the time when you need it. There is no badge or certificate coming in the mail for you because you have the highest amount of PTO that has not been taken. Take that PTO. You need it. You've earned it. You deserve it. And it's important for you to be able to step away and refresh before you've got to come back into the office or come back to your team. And then the last one, number seven is big, disconnect and power down. You've got to disconnect and power down. And when you do so, you've got to make sure that you have Set up systems and structures in place so that you can be away. You can be away, and things can continue to operate in your absence, right? Seven is different from six. Yes, I want you to use your PTO, and and that's just an act in itself because so many times we don't do that and we leave money on the table by not using our PTO. But you can use your PTO and then still be connected. <laughs> Let's be clear, I've done it right. You can still use your PTO and be connected. So I want you to. Use your PTO, take that time off. But then I also want you to learn how to disconnect and power down, but do so in an effective way so that it is not detrimental to you. It's not detrimental to your company and or your team. All right, guys, I know that you can do this. I do not want you to be burnt out. I want you to be thriving and not just barely holding on and surviving. And I want you to be able to achieve that work-life harmony that we all desire to have. You can have it all, but we've got to be really clear about our boundaries. Hey, if today's episode was helpful for you I'd love to hear from you if you're listening on Apple go over and give us five stars leave a comment let us know how this podcast has been helpful for you as you're going through your professional journey send me a note info at your professional dna.com let me know you know what topics you'd love to hear about as we're getting ready to go into the new year super excited about a lot of the feedback that we received thus far and I'd love to be able to hear from you as you know how i feel about you you have and i hope by now you know that you have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self and that's your what your professional dna your defined natural ability to succeed and to kick butt professionally all right have a wonderful week we'll be back soon